0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Praying for America. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, and we have some important things to touch on here tonight. These ridiculous indictments and pending indictments on President Trump are actually an assault on all of us and a total distortion of what our American system of government is. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And I also want you to understand a little bit more about grand juries and indictments, because I can tell you what the other side is trying to accomplish is accomplished in their very effort. That is to confuse people, make them think that President Trump is guilty of something. Well, actually, a grand jury and an indictment says no such thing. You need some key talking points to be able to discuss this with your uh, friends, relatives, co-workers, and fellow believers. So we're going to equip you with some basic Simple concepts here tonight. Many of you know this already, but it's all, it was good for all of us to review it. So let's go right away here to the Word of God, Jeremiah uh, chapter 20, starting with verse 10. For I hear many whispering, terror on every side, denounce, let us denounce him, say all my close friends, watching for my fall. Perhaps he will be deceived, then we can overcome him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me, as a dread warrior therefore my persecutors will stumble they will not overcome me they will be greatly shamed for they will not succeed their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten o lord of hosts you who test the righteous you who see mind and heart let me see your vengeance upon them for to you i have entrusted my cause Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hands of evildoers. Let us pray. Lord God, we see the left, they are devoid of any principle or concept or idea or policy that would be useful to America. Their approach is only to destroy and to denounce. They denounce the greatest leaders among us instead of rightly recognizing their leadership. Instead of being filled with gratitude for all that they've done for America, they take our greatest leaders of the present and of the past and simply denounce them. Full of judgmentalism, full of deceit, full of hatred, They lash out because they know how to do nothing else, Lord God. So we ask you for your protection. We ask for your protection and blessing upon America, upon President Trump and his family and his team, and upon all of us who stand for the greatness of this nation and above all, Lord God, for the glory of your kingdom. We pray in the name of the one who was denounced and mocked and crucified, but rose from the dead and is the judge of the world, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, let's make something crystal clear. You and I and every American, each of us has the right to question or dispute any election for any reason at any time. And we have the right to do so Privately, and we have the right to do so publicly. This is part of the freedom of speech, which it rests upon the freedom to think the way that we choose to think, to analyze situations, to consider facts, to investigate information, and to come to the conclusions that we come to. And then to communicate those conclusions to our fellow citizens and seek to influence the way that they think. This includes any thought we might have about an election. We have to be free to speak. We have gone through a period, and now we're starting to see this, uh, this wall uh, crack, but a period where we have been muzzled, actually, physically as well as metaphorically, uh, uh, muzzled in so many ways, and feeling like we can't even share our opinion or our view that an election outcome was not what it should have been we have a right to think it to say it to communicate it and to protest appropriately i say this because this is what's at issue now in this uh, impending uh, third indictment of president trump when it comes to the uh, the uh, protest that was held on january 6th back in uh, 2021 and uh, that um and 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 that is aiming at not only him, but at other people in an effort to uh, show some kind of a grand conspiracy. Um, let me uh, delve into one of the aspects of this. it's 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 not just a question of, oh, well, did what involvement did President Trump have? Did he incite an insurrection? I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. Um, and we can talk about why it is the case that he did not do that. In fact, let's start with that, starting with him. You remember a couple of days before January 6th, President Trump offered to send in uh, extra security for the Capitol building in, uh, in uh, uh, the form of thousands and thousands of, uh, of National Guard. And he was told, no, we don't. He was told by the Democrats, the Democrat leadership in Congress, no, 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 we don't need that. no, 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 no. If you're going to stage an insurrection, why in the world would you send in reinforcements to protect the very building that you wanted to storm? Does that sound like planning for an insurrection to you? And why would you stand up and say publicly to the people there, instead of saying charge, instead of saying storm, why would you tell them to... Conduct themselves peacefully and patriotically, which is exactly what he said. No, friends, this is the whole thing is is um, is nonsense. But now what they're trying to do is bring other people into the mix too, and they're uh, being aided by the um, uh, uh, attorney general up in Michigan, where there is this assertion that there were false electors assigned to the state of Michigan by uh, the the Trump side of the the electoral equation, by the Trump campaign. Brothers and sisters, once again, this is ridiculous. Anybody at any time is free to make a judgment that an election is um, going to go one way or the other uh, and has the right to prepare for that, especially if you're a campaign or a political party. And the idea that elections are disputed is by no means new in our history, either from long ago or from our recent history. The Democrats do it all the time. Look at how, the Demo- how quickly we forget how Democrat um, operatives, leaders, and members of Congress objected to the results. Of the election, or what appeared to be the imminent results of the presidential election in the year 2000, when of course uh, Florida was the key state of dispute. In 2004, the re election of George W. Bush, when Ohio was the state that uh, many Democrats in Congress were objecting to uh, the electors uh, being uh, 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 given to the Republicans in Ohio. And then, lo and behold, of course, in 2016, the mega objections on the part of the Democrats, and not just to presidential elections, but look at Stacey Abr- Abrams and Georgia, still not uh, admitting the, uh, the loss in the, her gubernatorial race, on and on it goes. But you know what? In America, we have a process. First of all, you have the individual citizen, as I've already said, free to express their views on elections. But then you also have an actual constitutional process by which disputed results are worked out. And who has the responsibility to work out disputed results of the election? If a party thinks that uh, it's going to go one way and they want to assign electors just in case uh, it's going to be um, breaking in their direction, even even, uh, by a very small margin, Congress works it out. This is not a criminal matter. It's a procedural matter, responsibility for which rests in the hands of Congress, ultimately. The states conduct their elections. They send electors, right? The Electoral College. They send electors to the Congress. Congress is responsible then for tabulating and announcing the results. If there's a dispute, there's a whole process in place To be worked out in the Congress. And one stage of that process is exactly what was happening on January 6th. On January 6th, that's why it was that day, because Congress was in the process of examining and debating and deciding about certain disputes related to the electors coming in from various states. So the fact that in Michigan there was this team of people who who were sent there on the Republican side in case the election was going that way. There is absolutely nothing criminal about this. In fact, technically, the, the, see the other side, the Democrats are trying to say, oh, these were fake electors and this was a, a, a criminal interference in the election. That's absolute garbage. That's complete nonsense. First of all, they weren't electors yet. They were there in case so that they could be prepared if the tabulation of the election results uh, uh, went in the republican direction They're, they have a right to do that the parties the campaigns they have a right to do this and do you think really are they expect us to think that the members of congress then are going to be confused if if there's disputes about what slate of electors to use first of all the state legislature is going to 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 determine whom to whom to send and then congress works it in other words the point i'm making is there's no crime involved here oh but they want to make it a crime they want to make it a conspiracy donald trump with all these these fake electors and oh he's trying to steal the election this is so ridiculous okay so J- so jack smith by the way, refuses to release the names of the staffers working in his special counsel's office. What is this, some kind of top-secret communist board of, of uh, uh, people getting ready to punish American citizens? That's what's going on here now. We can't even know the names of the people who are involved in this. Absolutely, this is absolutely intolerable. Now, you know, people are talking about all this, and we're talking about indictments and grand juries and whatnot. I want to review for you a little bit uh, uh, about grand juries. You know, if there's a suspicion that somebody has committed a crime, and remember, in America, we're supposed to go after crimes and then search for the people who did them. We're not supposed to go after people and then search for the crimes they did. But what's going on with President Trump is exactly that. It's not the American system of government. Start with a clearly identified crime, and then look for the people who did it. Now they're doing obviously the opposite. They're targeting a political opponent and then go, look, let's go look for the crimes that he that he committed. Okay, That's point number one. Number two, the process of determining whether someone is guilty of a crime, whether you've started out with the crime or you've started out with the person, which you know not what you're supposed to do. A grand jury has a particular role now I want to show you part of a web page from findlaw.com okay so this is a uh, an objective academic site here findlaw.com talking about how grand juries operate let me just uh, look at a couple of key sentences here the grand jury plays as you can see the first sentence there the grand jury plays let's highlight that for the for the viewers an important role in the criminal process but not one a focus on this friends not one that involves a finding of guilt or punishment of a party so if you hear oh a grand jury has been convened to look into what president trump did um The purpose of that is not to determine whether the person is guilty. Even after the grand jury has done its work, that doesn't mean the person is guilty. The presumption of innocence still prevails. One is innocent in our system until proven guilty. It's not like Nancy Pelosi said, oh, well, he'll have plenty of of chance to prove his innocence. No, we don't prove our innocence in America. We have that as a right of that we're all presumed innocent of any, any accusation until the burden of proof is accomplished by the people accusing us. Okay, now let's go down a couple of paragraphs here uh, because I want to read that paragraph that starts with, unlike a grand jury. Okay, so it starts talking about preliminary hearings, which sometimes uh, precede a grand jury, right? Uh, 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 and so now it's making a contrast between a preliminary hearing a grand jury. And notice what this sentence says. Let's read it carefully. Unlike a grand jury, a preliminary hearing is usually open to the public and involves lawyers on both sides and a judge. Now, here's the key thing. Look what's inside the parentheses. Not so with grand juries, which only involve the jurors and the prosecutor. Friends, do you understand what's being said here? Let's go back full screen to me. Understand this. A grand jury delivering an indictment is completely and by nature, by definition, a one-sided process. Because it's only the first step in a longer process of of trying to prove that a person is guilty of something. Understand. It's a one-sided process. The prosecutor, the state, the people who are saying, oh, this, we, we believe this person committed a crime, are the only ones speaking. The party isn't, isn't there, is being accused, and they don't have representation. It's not an adversarial process where President Trump's lawyers, for example, would stand up and, and defend him. That happens if there's a trial later on. A grand jury delivering an indictment, all that means is a one-sided set of arguments has been put in place. A one-sided witness is no rebuttal, no cross-examination, no defense. And that's why grand juries usually result in indictments, which simply means we have, we didn't prove any guilt here. We have reason to investigate this further. That's all it's saying. That's all it's saying. And this is only after one side of the story has been heard. I, I, you know, I wanted to bring this to your attention, using an objective source, as I just did, because I don't hear this being talked about too much. And I think what the other side is trying to do, is all just a big smear campaign, and what the other side is trying to do is say, oh, well, let's get headlines out there saying President Trump has been indicted. How many average citizens can explain to you in two sentences what a grand jury is and how it works? And how many people know that it's a one-sided process? Again, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. It's not an opinion, oh, they're acting in a one-sided way. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a fact of the very definition of how a grand jury operates. You're only hearing one side of the story. Everyone is to be presumed innocent until proven guilty. A grand jury, an indictment doesn't do that. It doesn't mean that. Ah, but how much of that are you hearing? No. The other side just wants to, the headlines to read, oh, uh, he was indicted once. And then he was indicted a second time. And oh, now and oh, he's done it a third time. Oh, and then he's indicted a fourth time. Friends, it means nothing. It means nothing. Especially when, I mean, it means nothing under the best of circumstances. Vis-a-vis the guilt of the party. But these aren't the best of circumstances. This is a weaponized process that adds even more problematic aspects to this. It's a a weaponized process. You've got political enemies. You have his main political opponent. But who, who runs the show here? This is all Democrat run. Every one of these four, okay, so four in four situations that are likely all to two have already resulted in indictments. Likely to be two more, right? The Alvin Bragg disgrace up in New York, uh, and then in 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 uh, in Miami, right? The second indictment with the documents out of uh, Mar-a-Lago. Jack Smith. Then this third one, which is imminent, about the uh, January sixth. Uh, gathering and then the uh fourth one coming out of georgia with the phone call uh prior to the uh prior to the uh the conclusion of the election oh find find finding the votes which is the same thing the other side says in other words when they say count every vote no crimes in any of these things and all democrat run oh but isn't that a coincidence that's strange all Democrat, I mean, what what are the chances? You know, you toss a coin and oh, so it's going to land four times in a row on the same side. Of course, it's not a coincidence. That's exactly what's going on here. It's political persecution. All right, so uh, let me see if I have any other aspects of this that I want to bring out. Uh, no, I mean, that's the distinction between an indictment and a guilty verdict. That's, that's a very, very, very... It was a two things far, very far away from one another, very, very different from one another. Let's understand what's going on here and let's help our fellow citizens to understand it a little bit better so that nobody is fooled here and, 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 and then that the other side does not accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. Again, by, by trying to fool people is what they're trying to do in order to erode political support. And because people see through this, that's the simple reason why the president's political support only continues to grow as this circus from the democrats uh continues to progress. Let's turn back to prayer. Father, we uh we come before you praying for America, praying for this whole process that our citizens may be enlightened. Lord, we stand against those who would be deceptive. Lord God, we we uh we read what uh what your Apostle Paul tells us about spiritual warfare. Uh, We read what he tells us about having the armor of God and uh, fighting in in this battle. He tells us we are fighting against spiritual forces, and he says thus, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. And Lord, what does your word tell us we have to put on for this battle? Take up, therefore, the whole armor of God. Stand, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And to that end, keep alert with all perseverance. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We ask you, For that perseverance and we ask you for that perseverance for all of us not just for president trump but for all his uh, allies who are likewise brought under these false accusations and likewise for each and every citizen who is supportive of him because they are supportive lord of this nation and of freedom and of the right to life and of all the positive accomplishments and policies for which he stands and which he will advance. Bless us all with perseverance. Bless us all with perseverance as we enlighten our fellow citizens, our fellow voters. May we enlighten them. May we encourage them and one another. And may we come to the day, Lord God, when this false and malicious speech, this weaponization and accusation has been dissipated And we again can conduct this constitutional republic in a way that respects everyone's freedom, everyone's right to think and speak, everyone's right to free and fair elections, that we the people would decide who our nominee will be. We the people will decide whom our president will be. With all this in mind, let us now pray in the words Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, friends, I hope this was helpful to you. Keep spreading the word. Keep inviting people to our program. Thank you for watching. You are in our prayers, and we will talk to you soon. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years.